Week 9 of college football. I'm Corey Bratta from the Hawkeye of the Storm, coming to you late on a Friday as always. And if there's any indication, me as a uh, Iowa Hawkeye guy, certainly, and uh, as a Dallas Mavericks fan, if there's any indication of how Iowa's game against Wisconsin is going to go tomorrow by watching the Mavericks tonight, we are in for a long day. Dallas getting blown out on the road against Denver. But we're not here to talk about the NBA. We'll talk about college football for the next few minutes. My Week 9 picks. And, of course, we cap it off with Iowa-Wisconsin, my pick for the Hawkeyes versus the Badgers. But let's run through some of the major games. There's some great ones across the college football landscape Saturday, tomorrow. Michigan State-Michigan is probably the best one. Number 6 versus number 8, of course, the in-state rivalry. And this is a tough one to pick. Michigan favored by four, but it is at East Lansing. And, and, you know, I know D'Antonio kind of had Michigan's number for many years, and, of course, he's not there anymore. But I think Michigan State, certainly we saw it last year, kind of has Michigan's number as well, uh, even with the new regime. I like the Spartans to win this game, and I like them to cover um, because, again, Michigan is favored by four and a half. So I like Michigan State to cover and to win straight up. I like the Spartans in that one. How about Texas and Baylor? Texas favored by two and a half. This game is in Waco. I will take the Bears against the spread and straight up. Auburn taking on Ole Miss. I like the Tigers. Remember, Auburn may be the only other game left on Alabama's schedule that could provide a second regular season loss for the Tide. And if that happens, they're not making the playoff with two loss, two regular season losses. Maybe they sneak in with a loss against Georgia. Yeah, a lot would have to happen. They need to go 12-1 and to make the playoff. They go 11-2 and with a loss to Georgia in a close one. Depends on what everybody else does. I could see Alabama getting in. But again, Auburn may be the only other loss on their season or their regular season schedule. I like Auburn to win tomorrow against Ole Miss and cover that 2.5. Georgia-Florida, big-time game here. Does Georgia have a loss on the schedule? Likely not. Um, certainly they have the best chance of making the playoff of any team in the country. They're favored by 14.5 against a Florida team that I has been up and down this year, of course, losing to LSU. Um, but, you know, here's a, a team that was top 25 material just a, a few short weeks ago. Um, I, I'm taking Georgia. Uh, certainly, I'm going to take Georgia straight up. But I like I like Florida to find a way to cover. I mean, look, they're 4-3. They're and three. Um, You know, again, they've struggled here of late, had some, some tough losses. But I like Florida to cover the 14-and-a-half. Maybe lose by 14, but they cover. Notre Dame taking on North Carolina. A couple teams, too, kind of had up-and-down stretches, especially North Carolina. We know early in the season losing to Virginia Tech, that kind of derailed their non-conference schedule. Or I guess that was conference, but their early season schedule. I like North Carolina. I like Notre Dame more. I think Jack Cohn has a big game, and the Irish win and cover the – well, they're actually – North Carolina is favored by three and a half in this game. So, again, I like Notre Dame to cover that and to win straight up. How about Florida State taking on Clemson? Clemson, again, uh, you want to pick Clemson in every game. I think I've gotten into the bad habit of doing that. I'm going to go Clemson straight up in this game. But I think Florida State shows up. Clemson has not really blown many teams out this year. So I like Florida State to cover the nine and a half point spread there. How about Pittsburgh and Miami? This one I switched on. I, I originally picked Pittsburgh um, straight up, I'm switching that now. I think 
as much as it pains me, because I, I hate hearing Miami fans kind of complaining about winning at this point, because a lot of them want Manny Diaz gone, and I understand that. Um, I think Miami finds a way to win this game. We've seen Miami start to play a little bit better. I think some there are players on this team that are, are getting behind Diaz. I'm not saying it's going to save his job, but I like Miami to win this game and obviously cover the spread because they're uh, they are uh, underdogs by nine and a half. And Pittsburgh is probably the best team in the ACC right now. Maybe it's Wake Forest. The ACC is not very good though. I like Miami to cover and to win straight up. Ohio State, Penn State. This game was we thought was going to be a marquee matchup. It may still be that, but Ohio State's favored by 18 and a half. Think about that for a second. Of course, Penn State coming off that overtime loss at home to Illinois. I like Penn State to cover. That's a big number. And now if Ohio State does it, they do it. But I like Penn State to cover. Ohio State wins straight up. BYU and Virginia. I'll take BYU. They're favored by two and a half here. It's on the road. I still have faith in the Cougars. I think they win this game and they cover. Utah and UCLA. UCLA, I have no trust in the Bruins. Uh, maybe I'm sour from early season misses on my part. I like Utah to uh, cover. They are favored by six and a half. I think they'll cover that number and again win outright. And how about Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats taking on Mississippi State? Kentucky favored by one and a half. I'll take Kentucky straight up and against that one and a half point spread. Moving to exclusively the Big Ten, as we always do towards the tail end of our weekly picks. We already talked about Michigan, Michigan State. How about Rutgers, Illinois? This is kind of an interesting game because you have two teams that are certainly still in the bowl conversation. Neither team is even close to being eliminated from that. Um, although Illinois will be with a couple more losses. I like Illinois. I mean, they're coming off the you know, Illinois has been weird this year. They had that great performance week zero against Nebraska. Of course, the marathon win last week. But, you know, this is sort of the indicative of a team with a new head coach um, and, a, and a darn good head coach in Brett Bielema. I think they win this game at home, and they move to 4-5. and five. And Illini fans, man, you could fight to 500, which I think they can, given this division. That would be a huge step in the right direction for Brett Bielema. That game at 11 a.m. on BTN. By the way, Michigan State, Michigan, if you didn't know, 11 a.m. Big Fox kickoff or Big Noon kickoff, whatever they call it over there on Fox. Um, how about Indiana, Maryland? Boy, a couple teams kind of heading in the same direction. Uh, Maryland started off 4-0. They've lost three straight. Indiana's a train wreck at 2-5 and five without Michael Penix. I like Indiana to win this game. Maryland has to prove it to me since they, lo- they lost that game to Iowa. They've been a disaster. 11 a.m. BTN, Maryland favored by 4.5. I like Indiana to win this game straight up. Uh, Minnesota taking on Northwestern. Uh, of course, Minnesota is probably the other favorite in the Big Ten West right now. If it's not Iowa or Wisconsin, it's probably Minnesota. Purdue not out of it either. Um, but that game against Minnesota uh, in a couple of weeks is huge for Iowa, especially if they get by Wisconsin and Northwestern, which is, you know, those are two question marks. Minnesota has to go on the road to a Northwestern squad that's not been very good. But again, three and four, they're not out of the bowl conversation either. I like Minnesota to win this game and to cover the seven and a half. Two, 2.30 p.m. BTN for Minnesota and Patty Fitz and Northwestern. Purdue and Nebraska. Purdue needs a bounce back win. If they want any chance of winning the West, you've got to beat Nebraska on the road. I like Purdue. And, man, seven-and-a-half-point favorites here in Nebraska. If I was the Boilermakers, I would be absolutely put off by that spread. Nebraska favored by seven-and-a-half. That's not a typo. 
And this is one of those stinky lines that I just don't would, you know, obviously I'm not a gambling man, but man, I, I wouldn't touch this with a 10 foot pole. I like Purdue to cover, but uh, Vegas knows something I don't, perhaps. 2.30 p.m. on ESPN2. How about uh, Iowa-Wisconsin? We, we've previewed this game throughout the week. We've talked to Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. Certainly, we've talked to Don Patterson. I believe it to be the biggest game of the season for Iowa. Now, you can say it's the biggest game of the season because it's the next game on the, on the schedule, but I think it's the biggest game of the season simply because you're coming off a devastating loss to Purdue, A. If you want any chance at the college football playoff, which maybe that's a pipe dream at this point, but if you want any chance at the college football playoff, you got to win this game. You lose this game, you're you're out of contention for the playoff. And I really do think this. I mean, you take a huge hit in the West if you lose this game. There's so many reasons, and you're coming off a, a bye week. So if you're going to make a big jump, you've got to think it's going to be this week. It's a place Iowa has struggled to win, although the last two times they've won. Tom Cakert of uh, HawkeyeReport.com tweeted this out. Earlier this week, the last two times they've won in Madison have been 11 a.m. kickoffs. I think it's a good thing it's 11 a.m. kickoff. Iowa does typically play Wisconsin better early in the morning, partly because I think when they play on the road, that Madison crowd, especially the students, kind of get to the games late. That's a good thing. Um, You know, again, we've kind of beat this horse till she's dead. And I, I guess that's a good analogy to use because the question is, will Kirk Ferentz and Brian Ferentz, will they just continue to bang their head against the wall against Wisconsin? It doesn't work. Iowa can't run the ball against Wisconsin effectively. Now you can say, well, Corey, what happened in 2020? Bit of an exception. I'm not saying it doesn't count, but given the situation last year with COVID, Wisconsin had a lot of issues. Just kind of a weird year. Iowa can't just go in there and ram their head against the wall and expect to win. Case in point. 2015, they found a way to do it, but it took a miraculous fumble on the goal line for Wisconsin to give Iowa even a chance at winning that game. I think C.J. Beathard had under 100 yards passing. 2017, same thing for Nate Stanley, except that time they were not granted the miraculous uh, plays, although they did get two pick sixes from Josh Jackson, but Iowa loses on the road at Madison. 2018, kind of a similar result. They did have some success in the passing game, but ultimately... Couldn't stop the run consistently enough. A couple turnovers and special teams hurt them. 2019, couldn't get a two-point conversion, but again, couldn't stop the run. Couldn't run the ball themselves. These are common trends. I was going to have to figure out a way. All right, And if they haven't already, they're not going to. But they better have a play or two in the bag. And I said earlier this week on uh, from the Hawkeye of the Storm and Iowa, the voice of college football on YouTube, I believe this will be a big day for Keegan Johnson. Maybe not as far as yardage or even catch totals, but as far as targets. He's going to be involved in this game plan. And if he's not, shame on the coaching staff. I think Keegan Johnson will be very much involved in this game plan on Saturday. Um, Again, just, just, I don't want to say wishful thinking, but just based on what I've heard, kind of reading between the lines, I think Keegan Johnson is poised to be very involved this Saturday. And again, like Don Patterson always brings up, Iowa's got to have several plays in their back pocket that you're confident in for 30, 40 yards. And you don't got to hit all of them. You just got to hit one or two of them, and that can be the difference in this game. Certainly, Iowa can produce turnovers. They can hound Mertz. Can they get to the quarterback? That's a question mark. Can they protect Spencer? That's a question mark. But big passing plays down the field, to me, are going to be the difference on either side. If Mertz can hit a couple or if Petrus can hit a, hit a couple, who can hit a couple? Because you're not going to get a bunch of them in a game like this. 
but whoever gets more might end up winning this game. And certainly turnovers are the number one key in a game like this. So turnovers, and then again, who can hit a big player two in the passing game? To me, those are the keys. With that being said, Iowa fans are going to be mad at me. I've got Wisconsin winning this game. I had Iowa winning it preseason. Um, you know, I, I see it to be very close, but I'm going to go Wisconsin 20, Iowa 14. I say that because, again, despite the fact that it's an early game, it is at Madison. Iowa has not shown, especially the coaching staff, has not shown as of yet the willingness to adjust consistently and to switch up a game plan. I mean, we're not even talking about this just this season. We're talking about year after year after year. You basically know what Iowa's going to do heading into this game. And unlike Wisconsin, you don't always have the dogs to just go up there and, and, and beat the other team to death. You don't have the offensive line to do that this season. You don't even have the defensive line to do that this season. So hopefully some changes are made if they switch up the game plan. Again, if you have a few of those plays in your back pocket and you break tendencies, Iowa can win this game. Certainly can win this game. Biggest game of the season. I've got Iowa losing, though, 20-14 to in Madison. Thank you for joining us. Week 9 of college football and my picks for the college football weekend ahead. We will talk to you soon. And, of course, don't forget, if you're an Iowa or Wisconsin fan, we'll be over at Iowa at the Voice of College Football on YouTube following the game live. You can chat, call in, ask us questions, however you want to interact. Again, immediately following the Iowa-Wisconsin game over at Iowa at the Voice of College Football. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Go Hawks.